Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Freestyle Club. And now, the conclusion. To me, CPR, everyone talks about CPR and this and that and this. And I've always told CPR when there was times where he was like, I don't want to do this no more. Fuck it. And I'm like, no, you can't. You got to keep doing it. People are going to hate, man. That's what it is. They hate on his show. They hate on his success. They hate that he speaks the truth. The truth hurts people. And you just got to keep being CPR. Don't change for nobody, man. I think the only time that Freeze has ever wanted to punch me in the face is when we did Mm -hmm. the Freeze birthday bash in Northampton. Oh, my God. And I took the the cake and I splashed it in his face in front of everyone. But I think that was was a good comeback for the uh, herpes syndrome thing that you did for me. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought he was going to go there with Nanoxidil 9 and just throw it at me in front of everybody. You know what I mean? There's much love, like I, you know, I know CPR's mom, his grandmother. This is love. He knows my mother. I know his birthday. So, and it'll always be that way. And like I said, I'm not gonna. I'm at an age where I don't want, you know, 55, bro. If at 55, yo no le hablo a él. That's stupid shit. And again, we go back to the main subject at hand: is that we we no longer celebrate each other. We're always jealous of each other, and we become a passive aggressive group. You know, mm-hmm. all we do is go on social media. We're all divided within different parts of the U.S. And we're just throwing little pot shots at each other. This is the Freestyle Club. TVB made a comment. And how do you feel now about what he said? It's the truth, man. The truth hurts people. I, there's times that I wish I could just go on Facebook and say what I really want to say about people's songs and things like that. But if you do it, then you think you're better or, you know, you think you're this, you think you're that. That's why if you look at my Facebook, I don't say nothing to nobody. I don't argue. I don't join any cliques. I don't. I'm not into that because I don't have that that let's go back and forth type of shit. I'm like, we get into it. I'm going to go knock on your door, brother. I'm going to knock on your door and we're going to get down. If we look mm-hmm. at things, it's the same people from 20-something years ago that were making comments back then that were having issues back then that are doing the same thing right now. Same people. Yo, it's, uh, but the thing is, listen, you got fans that are becoming promoters. You got people that are, uh, are making songs uh, because they said, I love you, Nick. Won't you leave me? Don't leave me, Nick. And I'm a freestyle artist. Where did the... The steps come, you know, it, it, it was the steps you had to go through before you get to where you're at. Where they're letting fans become involved in the music and not only in the music. And then they start going at it with people like a CPR or an artist or I can't stand this one. And this a fan, a person that was a fan of music. Uh, they get a PlayStation 4 and make a beat on it and record <laughs> vocals on it. And they're a freestyle recording artist. Next week, they're Palmer's Entertainment. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. Last week, this guy was a, 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 he was a fan for the last six years, you know, or for the last 20 years. And all of a sudden, now he's a freestyle artist, or he's a promoter, or he's a this, or he's a that. So there's no respect in the music. And the music, there's so much bad. And like CPR, that Planet Rock beat, 
okay, I came out with the Planet Rock beat in memories. It was Willie, but it was, was in 1997. We're not talking about 2019, and people still trying to come out with the ooh, I love you because you love me and you love me all the time. Freestyle, baby. You want my autograph? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's the truth, man. And now that people, he talks, and then it's bad that he talked. And then George Lamont spoke. And then this one is the king. And that one is not the king. And I'm the king. Yo, forget about there's so much money to be made and people are arguing about bullshit, man. And it's just sad. It's sad where it's at. You know, I continue to do what I do. I make good money selling CDs. We've ordered already like five times Freeze's Greatest Hits. I'm about, uh, I think, uh, where is it? Oh, it's not here. Oh, it's, uh, maybe I got about 10 albums left again. We'll order another 500. And and I'll sell my CDs, $25. $20 for the CD, 5 to ship it. And people are ordering. I got people that order from... Uh, places like uh, the Netherlands, and it cost them more money to send the album and sign the album to them than what the album is worth. You know what I'm saying? But they pay the money, you know, and and shirts. And uh, we were, me and my wife were selling I Love Freestyle shirts, and all of a sudden, everybody sells freestyle shirts. Uh, now everyone has merchandise. I remember me being one of the first. First, first, if I'm not mistaken, freestyle birthday bash. Now everyone has a freestyle birthday bash. That's why if you look at my Facebook, it says follow the leader. I, I love that something I do, everyone's doing it, and it's great. It's great. If it wasn't for 90.7 WTCC and CPR, Jesus the Juice and the whole team there, Freeze and many of us would be nowhere. Do you think that people have a problem giving credit these days? Of course. They don't want, they don't want to give credit. They want to act like they did it themselves. If it wasn't for you guys playing their songs, nobody would have even heard of them. And that's the truth, man. But the truth hurts people. The people that get mad, those are the people that it, it's the truth. Because why are you going to get mad if it ain't the truth? What did you think of what Bernardo said about me? Uh, he's, uh, he got problems. And Bernardo has been cool with me and, and, and my wife. And we were the ones that, as a matter of fact, uh, met with him. I promised him to get him back on the stage and, and to have a lot of shows. And he started, and we did. And he did a lot of shows and started doing a lot of shows. But I think something happened in between, which I don't know of his personal life because he lives in Florida. But uh, he's not the Bernardo that we know. And it's sad. It's just sad. Because, you know, um, you know, I don't know. It could be mental issues. It could be uh, something he's going through. It could be uh, family. It could be, I don't know what's going on. I wish I knew. I, I mean, I, I just stay out of it. I don't, Pops has talked to him and told him, yo, stop already, bro. This was the nicest guy you could ever meet. And all of a sudden he's doing and talking the way he's talking. It's just sad. If he took that much time to focus on uh, his career and his music, he would, as all that negative stuff, and put it into positive, he would be doing good. And then uh, this, uh, what's his name? Tanasi Kulatis? What, what's his name? I don't even know. I think that's, I think you're about right. Kulito, yeah. Whatever his name is, he had hit me up. I was one of the first people that he hit up to record a song 
which I still have, my wife has, I uh, listened to it and I was willing to, before I found out everybody that he put down and all the things he did, but so thank God I didn't record, but I was going to record, I, he told me could I find a, a producer, which the producer I was going to use was Willie Valentine, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know what I mean? So I called Will and, you know, I knew what price. I called him and told him, listen, is this much money? And he says, oh, no, uh, I thought you and him were friends. You know, you're with Willie. Uh, why wouldn't he do it for nothing? And I was like, no, 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 no. Business is business and friendship is friendship. It's this much money. If you want to send me the money for me to record it, I'd be more than happy to do it. We never did it. And he, then I started seeing all the people he put down on his, uh, I don't know, compilations. <laughs> and uh, I was like, thank God I didn't record. You know, because you know how you take two steps forward and two steps back? Everyone you know? took three steps back in that yeah. compilation. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's, it's bad, man. Not only, you know, I'm not here to downgrade no one's stuff, but it's so much bad shit out there. It's just unbelievable. Like I'm telling you, uh, I guess Tanasi was a C uh, CPR. Stevie B knows him since he was a kid, knows his family. He went from a fan, I guess he thinks he's one of the greatest freestyle producers or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, uh, he wasn't He wasn't um, satisfied with tanking ZYX Records, which I guess he wants to bring mm -hmm. back and putting out bad quality music back in the 90s, but now mm -hmm. he wants to do it all over again, uh, you know, in 2019. And so, yeah. you know, people need to do their research because, mm -hmm. you know, if they did their research, they would know that he's the one that put a lot of bad stuff on compilations on ZYX. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he's doing it right now again in our music. And that's mm -hmm. my only point. I, I don't know him from a hole in the wall. And I, met him, I, I don't attack I, I don't attack these people in a in a personal matter, even though it may feel personal. I'm talking about he music. He met me in, uh, me and my wife at a show in the Bronx at uh, Lehman College, one of Sal's shows, and we took a couple of pictures, and the guy's been cool with me and great with me. I have nothing bad to say about him, and if, you know, but uh, if you're going to put something out and you're going to do something, I just believe you can't just make a beat, uh, scream I love you, and it's a freestyle song. You could hear the rush in a lot of the songs. The quality is horrible, but that's not only Tanasi. There's a lot of other people too, man, that come out with stuff that you're like, oh, why? This is the Freestyle Club. Well, I wanted to go back to something you had said before when mm -hmm. you said, um, you know, somebody made fun of you when you had um, Bell's palsy, and I wanted to touch on that. Some years back, you know, you was one of the few people who uh, reached out to me. I just wanted to maybe talk about that a little bit, if you can share with us what yeah. that was like when you got it and how it affected you. I never knew what was Bell's palsy. I didn't even know what was going on. I just thought as a, me and my wife at the time thought I was having a heart attack because of my age. You know, this was uh, seven, eight years ago. Um, and I thought I was having a heart attack at 40-something, 40 48 or whatever it was, 47 years old. Uh, when I get to the hospital, they do all these tests. Then they come back and they tell me that I got Bell's palsy. So I tell the doctor, wait, I got cerebral palsy? And she kind of giggled and said, no, you're born with cerebral palsy. And then she explained. I remember, the only thing I could remember was I had did a show in Buffalo 
uh, and I had just came out the shower. I took a hot, hot, steamy shower because I was steaming my vocals before the show. And I saw something out the window, and I ran outside with no jacket and no nothing. Just came out the shower and went and took the picture, and a cold air went in through my ear, and it hurt. And I went back in. My mother, you know how Puerto Ricans, they'd be like, eso es un pamo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From going from the heat to the cold. So, and it went away, but it's, it hurt me on the side of my neck. When I get back after doing that show, I felt real, uh, I, I went to the hospital and they told me I had a, a pneumonia. And they hospitalized me because they were like, have you left the country? And my wife had to go in with a gown and uh, uh, like a mask and all that because they didn't know what the hell I had. Um, so they found out that I had pneumonia. And when I was leaving the hospital, I said, I just had pain on the side of my neck going behind my ear. And he said, oh, that's probably from all the coughing. On December 28th, my mother's birthday, I cooked the breakfast for me and my wife and told my wife I wasn't feeling good. And uh, I went and she said, go lay down. I said, no, I'm going to take a hot shower. I took a hot shower. When I cleaned the mirror, all of a sudden my face was crooked. And that's when I went to the hospital. And honestly, CPR and Nick, that same day, if I would have had a gun that day, I think I would have blew my brains out that day because I looked like a like my, half of my face was melting and I felt like dying. I couldn't uh, close my eye. I had to tape it shut. I had to use a patch. I had to eat. I couldn't eat food. Uh, um, it, uh, it's uh, I mean, a lot of shit happened to me with that. And then when he told me that it could take a year, a week. You know, it started off with a week, a month, two months, a year, or never. That's when it started triggering my mind. And I'm like, I sing for a living, and people are going to look at my face. You know, I didn't know what to do. I had to cancel a couple of shows uh, all the way until I did that show in Chicopee. And that was the first show I did, and I wore sunglasses to a club. I'm one of those people that always talks about shit about people wearing uh, sunglasses to a club. And uh, here I go wearing sunglasses, but it was because I had the Bell's palsy. And as soon as I get up on stage, I basically told everybody in the club what was going on and to be aware of Bell's palsy, uh, which you could get it so many different ways, whether it's, uh, you know how we drink water or soda and then we leave it in our car? When you do that and you leave it in the sun, the sun hits the bottles, the BP something in the bottles from drinking it causes Bell palsy. You could have a tooth infection. You could get it through that. Cold air going in through your ear. When they did the, the MRI of, or the CAT scan on my face, my wife saw like this big cloud of smoke, like it blew up in my head. And uh, like, a, like a mushroom, like you know when uh, you throw a nuclear bomb? That's what she saw on there, on the right side of my brain. It fucked up my L7 in my face, the one that makes you eat or smile, blink, etc. Nick, it affected my singing. I don't feel my singing is the same. It affected seeing. I could barely see, but uh, I need glasses now. After all these years, now I need glasses. Even though they told me I got 20-20 vision, I had 20-10 vision before this for years, all of a sudden now I see everything double, my eye is teary, 
one eye is bigger than the other still. It looks like when I smile, sometimes like uh, my mustache looks crooked, but it's not crooked. It's the Bell's palsy. Now, they wanted to uh, do surgery on my left eye, the one that without the Bell's palsy, to make it level with the right eye. But it is what it is, man. You know, I'm not going to fight it no more. I did already two surgeries on one eye, and it is what it is, man. And uh, it could be worse, man, but it, it made me think about people who do have strokes and have to live with it for the rest of their lives. Like right. uh, Jim Ross, that had he had something called a Grand's Bell palsy, which when you have it, then that's how you wind up, you know, the way he talked, that it always closed. And he had a Grand Bell's palsy, which is the worst one you could get. I still feel the pain behind my ear going down my throat into my face. And I got a great wife. I have the ultimate wife in the world. I'm still in love with my wife, 13 years. I can't believe it, man. And you know my history on what has happened to me, CPR, with my two other wives, you know what I mean? Uh, so I got cheated on both wives, but I uh, never thought I would ever find love ever again. And when I stopped looking for it, it came. And, it, and I thank God for my wife. And sometimes it's like, is it a dream? You know what I'm saying? It's great to be in love, you know, after 13 years, you know, with my wife. And she's just unbelievable, man. And you know her. She's like no other woman I've ever been with. And it's good to have that person that's, that has your back 24 hours, seven days a week, and not that part-time lover. You know? <laughs> I thought you were about to sing Olga Rivera looking through my window for a second. <laughs> I'm looking through my window. Now, no. Who, um, like a part-time whore? <laughs> <laughs> part-time garden tool, yeah. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club Podcast, theunknownadmin.com, and cprsmusic.com. What are some of your favorite freestyle artists? TKA, the original TKA. My favorite old ultimate song is louder than love when you say original tka you mean mm -hmm. kl tony av or angel that's tka for me i just don't like when i go to a show and i know that the person that's on there singing that song is not the original person but the people think that that's that original person i think that it's messed up people gave me a big thing of me performing latin love you know oh you should be performing that that's not you singing it. Uh, yes, it is. It's me singing it, Will and Phil. It ain't like I was singing over their song to remake and I could perform it. But then you get everybody doing other people's songs and it's okay. From the, the fight with the, the Nice and Wow, with the fight with uh, the cover girls, with the fight with the... I like the cover girls, but I like the original cover girls. I like the Angel, the Sunshine, and... Carol, that's to me is the that's what I grew up to listening. I love Stevie B songs. Could be like a guy named Stevie C all of a sudden he's singing his songs, and that's the way it is because someone else owns a name. And to me, it's not that person. I just like original people and things like that. But if you say something, then you're fucked up, or you you're trying to belong to this camp or that camp or this camp. I gotta ask you this question because it's the most controversial topic in freeze style history. Who wrote Misleading Me?
misleading me with my son, Angelo. He gave me two lines, CPR. I don't want no credit. And Melissa. Okay, good. <laughs> no, uh, we had the girl that we went to her house. We went we went to her house because I think, was it Julio Mena that was dating her or somebody seeing her or somebody or friends with her or seeing her sister or something? And we were in the middle of writing the song. Me and CPR were sitting at a table. And she's like, I don't know, that she wrote this song. And I'm like, no, she didn't write this. If she did, I would give her the props and be like, you wrote it. She did not write it. But to this day, the girl to this day says, I wrote that song. I remember that I gave a lot of ideas for the song, which I will say, yeah. I think that's your worst song. You know what I mean? Yo, like, you think, yo, uh, <laughs> a lot of people thought it was my worst song in a lot of places. It's their favorite song. I know, I know. Don't don't keep that's throwing that. Don't keep shit. throwing that in my face because I know. But <laughs> the thing is, is that I remember what I wrote and I remember what I gave you. You mm-hmm. know, and you and you use none of it because <laughs> I remember I wanted to say I can't believe what you've done to me, misleading me, and other yep, yep. combinations. And then I was like, you know what? I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I just remember leaving. <laughs> yep. And right after that, we left uh, maybe ten minutes after you. But uh, I just can't believe. But that also goes around with the people that say they're my cousins and family because I know so many people in Massachusetts. And they knew me. Either I sold drugs with their family or their family worked for me or whatever it was. And now they have kids and I'm either their uncle or their cousin. And I remember my wife, when we first did our first show in Massachusetts, I said, honey, you're going to work the door. There's going to be a lot of people that come into the club and tell you, (laughs) Freeze is my uncle. (laughs) Freeze is my cousin. And being that she's married to me, she knew who were cousins and she knew who was family. So she's working the door and they're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, Freeze is my uncle. I should be on the list. Gabe's like, yeah, Freeze is your uncle? Yeah, I'm his wife. I, I've never met you. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, Freeze, who wrote this? I even had me? shirts. I even had shirts that said Freeze is my cousin and things like that. And they sold pretty good. Okay, Freeze, but I still want to know who wrote Misleading Me. Melissa. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I put that on the podcast. <laughs> you know who wrote it, and we all know who wrote it. So I'm just not going to sit there and go back and forth with someone that swears and, and wants to fight and argue about it. You know what I mean? This is going on over 10 years, man. And Oh, I, my God. I, I hope I it ends. Unfriend, I had to unfriend a person. You know, it's sad because a big freestyle person. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I had to I had to hit block myself because uh, yeah, I really, it, it really, just got, really it did got that. it got it got bad. It got like fuck you, I wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> I I think oh, Julio man. I think Julio addressed it. He's like, you wrote it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> why? He goes, why but, am yeah. I why am I tagged on this? <laughs> that was that was his response. I just I'm like I can't do yo, this anymore. Yo, and I got private messages. Uh, you know that I wrote this. So I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, listen, you didn't write nothing. And I'm still getting messages. I'm like, blah. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Is there anything that you would like your fans to know that they don't know about you? I had a sex change operation in 1976. No, let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) I was Angelita. No. (laughs) No, uh, 
they know it all, man. I've never, um, I, I speak the truth to people. You know, I, I've talked to people about me being molested as a kid by lesbian women at seven years old, being a heroin addicted baby. Uh, you know, there's nothing I've never hid from them. I know why I did drugs and, uh, and, and, and got high. I, I mean, I never shot up drugs in my veins and things like that. But now I know why I did what I did back then and, you know, and getting high and trying to hold everything inside and deal with because I never went to a doctor or to speak to anyone about anything, which they consider it. I just went to see someone and they told me I have PTSD. I mean, I witnessed my first murder at seven years old, you know, at a movie theater in Brooklyn, uh, which my mother said, oh, that would never happen. That's bullshit. And I called my brother and he goes, yeah, that happened to us. It's early 70s. From my father getting shot in the head, I mean, I've always been truthful with people. I don't bullshit them and try to act like uh, nothing happens to me and I live a perfect life. I've been cheated on twice in marriage, uh, back to back, not even, you know, time for, you know, in between times. I mean, I just keep it real with people, man. And uh, I learned to tell a man, uh, like a CPR, I love you. You're my brother. It's okay, you know, because we have that macho image that you got to put in the streets, that code where, now, nah, fuck that, yo, I don't love you, what, you for real. No, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to tell someone you love them, a man. I just think that when you tell someone that you, you love them or you take mm -hmm. responsibility for something, they're mm -hmm. looking for that so they can use it against you later. Instead of mm -hmm. saying, man, this person has really matured up, I just mm -hmm. I don't get it why people no longer want to have that connection. They just want to be right, and that's more. Important. I just I just believe I believe that when I say, like when I speak with you or I speak with pops. Now I don't tell every guy I meet, yo, I love you, but when I tell certain people that I love them, I really love them, and I and if I call them my brother, I consider them my brother and family. It's not just a word for me, you know, just to say it so that we could be cool. There's nothing I need from anyone, you know? Uh, I made my little scratch and dent in freestyle, and I thank God for where, you know what it's done for me and my family, and there's people that I love in, in this business, and there's people that, that they're cool, and they're, eh, all right. And then there's the backs, <laughs> yeah, then there's the, and then there's the backstabbers. And, and you know, the sad part is to, see the backstabbers in front of you and give you what, what we used to call it CPR, the freestyle, freestyle hug. hug. The freestyle <laughs> hug, you know. They're Hashtag. cool with you when they see you at a show and, and then after that, uh, they talk about what you had on or how much you ate or how much you drank or uh, how you were acting or the girl you were talking to or your breath smelled like shit or, you know, except I'm just a, a real person and I think that's what people get. They don't like the truth, man. And that's the problem the CPR has because he speaks the truth to people and then people get fucking pissed. And when you don't like the truth, what do you do? You put up this guard and you start talking shit about him. Because if it wasn't true, you wouldn't say nothing. It wouldn't bother you because it doesn't apply to you. And then mm -hmm. when you do see that, they do give you a hashtag Pete Hernandez freestyle hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the way that it is. And then it, it's not, it's, uh, you know, no one wants to talk no more and be men and talk face to face or phone to phone. It's either thugged out on the internet or over a phone 
and uh, I'm going to fuck you up and I'm going to do this to you. You know, it's or they want to pull out a gun. It's never like, let's, you know, knuckle up. You know, that's where it needs to get. You know, when I was a kid, that's the way it was. Me and this guy had a fight. And uh, later on, uh, me and the same guy at the party, he has fucking a black guy and a busted lip. I got a fucking uh, uh, scratches all over my face or knots from the fight. And we're hanging out, getting hot. This is the Freestyle Club. Before we go, I want to talk about your kids. Because your kids, we could make a sitcom when it comes Uh to your kids. I remember Uh the stories that you would tell me. But there's this one specific one where you um, had uh, DYS come to your house. And, oh my God! And uh, it was it was something that had nothing to do with you guys, but yeah, it, it was a, uh, what it was. It was uh, I was dating someone, and being that she lived with us, they had to come to our house because I was living with my ex-wife at the time and her daughter. So when he came to talk to us about it, they had to talk to the other kids that were in the house. And so I told my daughter and my son, uh, you know, because they always, I, you tell kids don't talk to strangers. I said, it's okay to tell the truth and tell them, you know, whatever they want to know, you tell them. And you be honest. It's a sin to tell a lie. And he says, okay. So my daughter talks to him and everything was great. And then, I don't know if you want to say about my son. Go ahead, CPR. So, Jordan, if you want to picture what Jordan looks like, think about Harry Potter. Think about those glasses and everything. So, Jordan had this kind demeanor, and he had a little, <laughs> like, a, like a little lift. The worker would ask, Jordan, do you ever go to bed hungry? Yes. And these guys are looking at each other like, what the fuck? So, they go, they go to the <laughs> cupboard, and they open up the cupboard. They have food, cereal, and everything like that. And they're like, okay, so. A house full of food. A house full of food. They always have food. Uh, I think the second place that Freeze and I will go visit the most is a stop and shop, which I got banned, <laughs> which I got banned from because of Peter Fontaine. But that's you know the story. It the, was it was a sharpie. Yeah, it was a sharpie. So they ask him, Jordan, does your father hit you? Yes, all the days of my life, <laughs> from the top of my head to under my feet. See? <laughs> Right there is when I looked at him, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Where is this coming from? And then on Sunday, the lady goes, listen, I've been doing this for years. This kid is all right. I don't know why he's saying this. I was like, what the fuck? You tell him to tell the truth, and he actually does it. Let me tell you another one. You know that I had took custody of my two kids when me and Tammy broke up, you know, back then. So we're going to the, uh, we went to some place for child support. And Tabitha and Jordan are acting like fools, like playing under the ladies' table, acting crazy, wilding out, you know, doing shit that they shouldn't be doing, you know? So the lady goes, okay, I need your Social Security card and your ID. I'm going to go make a copy of this. So the kids have got me going because they're wilding CPR. They, they, they're going nuts. I'm like, all right. Mm. So I go and I grab I said. When the lady left to make the car, I said, you wait till we get home. Wait till we get home. You guys are punished. You'll wait. So the lady comes back. Here you go, sir. Here's your ID. He said, wait till we get home. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I said, uh, no, uh, wait till we go home so you could get to eat. So at that moment, I grabbed Tabitha by the arm and I squeezed it. She went, ow. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> 
you son of a bitch. I'm going to get locked up. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. I love those. Oh, Both of, those are my two favorite stories, and I've been telling them for 20 years, and I keep telling no, them but over and over I could again. not believe that he was like, he hits me from the head, from my head, all over my body and under my feet. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did this kid come with that from? You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. That was great. Imagine if they would if they would say that now in 2019 you'd be arrested. No, now forget it. My kids are grown. Now he's in he's 20 something years old, and I only have now my little my Rose. She's just graduated to the seventh grade. Uh, we just got her her graduation like a little present. She's big, man. CPR. She's big. Yeah. This is the Freestyle Club hit pick of the week. Uh, I mean pick hit of the week. Sorry about that, Jose. Welcome to the Pick Hit of the Week. As always, it is customary for our guests to go first. So, Freeze, what is your Pick Hit of the Week? Cito song, The Color of Pain. Your greatest hits album is available right now. How can they get a copy? Just hit me up on uh, Facebook, and I will tell you how to get your copy. It's uh, twenty for the CD, five to ship it, and the name of the person that you want it autographed to. Nick Cologne, what is your pick hit of the week? It's going to be Johnny O, my one and only. Jay Allen's next. My pick hit of the week comes from Freeze's Greatest Hits, my favorite song from Freeze, So Many Ways. Nick, you survived your co-hosting duties. How do you feel? Pretty good, pretty good. It, it was it was easy talking to Freeze, being you know I know him for a long time, so this was a little more comfortable. That about wraps it up for our show here on the Freestock Club. Until next time, as CPR say goodbye and remember. Oh wait a minute, that's Ralph's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> G- G-
Do you want to say Ralph's line? No. No. You want to say? You want to say broken, broken. I, no, I'm, I, you're never gonna get me to do that shit. Oh, don't worry, I will. I promise. Broken. It's time to set broken. you free. This broken. love is broken. No, they, they're not gonna give you the acapella, so you're not gonna get it. I already have the acapella. <laughs> the lies you tell. I already have the acapella. You 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 sent me the acapella, sir. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Broken. It's time to set broken. you free. This broken. love is broken. No, there isn't. Is there really? Because <laughs> I know that they, there's a policy they don't they don't give out the um, acapella. So I'm like, are you serious? I remember. I'm gonna find it anyways. I'm gonna put it on the podcast. All over the podcast. Oh, shit. You're going to hear, broken, broken, broken. Okay. Well, I ain't worried. It's, it's not clear that, that ad lib is uh, over the chorus, so. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I put a, I put a, broken. <laughs> All right, Nick, have a good night. All right, you too. Later. has commandeered the Gotham Museum. He's frozen the antiquities wing. He's turned the security guards into blocks of ice. He's calling himself Freeze. Freeze.